Uh, I ain't going to have much good to say about him. I can tell you this. He doesn't care two bits about the people that live on Staten Island and Brooklyn. He, he, he has a podcast that he has to create content for that he talks about. You know, for, he needs drama to you know, feed his podcast, right? He's a fraud. He's a fraud. He's becoming a jackass at a time when we need to have a serious debate about the future of the party and the country. Hello and welcome to the Alexis Pereira program. I'm your host, Alexis Pereira. And with me as always, the Joe Exotic to my Carol Baskin, Alex Estrada. <laughs> Alex, how are you, buddy? You killed your husband. Oh, no, <laughs> well, you know no, what? You it was legal. <laughs> it's Florida, after all. She said that he just like left and disappeared in like Costa Rica or something like that. And that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean... I mean, based on the on the additional research that I've done outside of the documentary, uh, which is, you know, pretty slanted, I think the indication is that he likely left the country uh, and just has decided not to come back. So he's out there in Cuba laughing his ass off, enjoying the documentary where his wife's a hero. I'm guessing (laughs) watching the Internet. Maybe he's even on Reddit adding to the discourse. Yeah, maybe I bet. I bet you killed him. <laughs> I don't know. He seems like a kind of a successful guy, so I don't know that he'd be on Reddit, but who knows? You know, a, a, the measure of a man's success is happiness. Would you <laughs> say true. that? I agree. I would agree with that statement. That's very good. How has your week been, Alex? Uh, my week's been okay. I wrapped up a big project this week, and so uh, this weekend was the first time in a while I just sort of sat back and uh, relaxed a little. Mike, can you tell us about the big project? Is it sure, a secret, sure. a TV secret, or yeah, a relationship it's, divorce? It's a, it's a bit of a you know, it's a it's an industry uh, you know industry news. Wouldn't know uh, what that means, but yeah, I'd love to hear about it. Yeah, of course. Well, we've we've talked about it before, as you know. I'm I'm developing a true crime uh, podcast uh, based on my father's uh, murder trial uh, back in the 1980s, and so I turned in the project this week, and I am currently, uh, like all of us, I guess, waiting by the phone for a decision. So, oh, that's yeah. really nice. Yeah, yeah. On my end, I am all caught up with WandaVision. Are you watching the show (laughs) WandaVision? I'm not, but I saw that um, some line from the show was trending uh, this uh, this weekend on social media. Yes, something Uh, about grief. Yeah, grief. Yeah, what is what is grief if not the perseverance of love? My God, you know you can buy that at Lockwood uh, (laughs) over here in Astoria. I it's interesting WandaVision. I don't. Maybe we're in a weird time. I don't feel like there's much TV to watch, so I am watching WandaVision. I don't have any strong opinions on it. I don't dislike it. I don't love it. I'm not obsessed with it either. But but I am watching WandaVision, and it's interesting that people keep saying that, oh, they're living through sitcoms. They're living through – what sitcom would you live through? But WandaVision – Wanda's not living through sitcoms, my friends. She's living through genres – of sitcoms, would you say that's fair? Are you watching the show at I, all? I am. I am not watching the show. My uh, my wife tried to get me to sit down and watch it this past weekend. I'm going to wait until the finale, and then I'm just going to binge the whole thing. That's totally fair. You have one week because the finale is coming up. That's right. That's right. So I'll probably hop on that at some point in time this week. I just want but, to put out to the universe that she's not in the office. She's not in good times. Okay, she's just. <laughs> I would love to see it. I would love to see an episode where she 
she is in good times <laughs> or um you know the jeffersons or something that'd be fun I, I, that's another show or, hang, totally or hanging with Mr. Cooper, for instance. I would love it. Hanging with Mr. Cooper, former Golden State Warrior, uh, Mr. Cooper, if you uh, remember the plot of the show, which I do. <laughs> he also, uh, Mark Curry, uh, who, by the way, not related to Steph, he turned down another season because he said he, his career was taken off. Really? Did you know that? I did yeah. not know that. No, no. He, How long was uh, Hanging with Mr. Cooper on the air? I, I believe it was two years and uh, T, I think it was TGIF, and they offered him another season or another couple seasons, and he said no. And uh, I got to tell you, I can't wait for that big Mark Curry movie coming up. Uh, <laughs> still in development, thirty years. Thirty years now. That's you know, it's it's always interesting to go back because you'll you know you'll watch these things as a kid, and you'll become sort of like I guess whatever the weird version of like attached is, you know, to these characters and these scenarios and stuff, and then they just disappear. And an adult never uh, tells you what happened. Like you That's never right. get, you never get closure. That's you know, right. I guess you know, grief is the perseverance of love. <laughs> Thank you. I'm TV shows. You know, uh, I am so excited about our guest this week. Uh, I have to tell you, Alex. One thing about Latino, the Latino community, and Latino com- comedians in general, is everybody believes that if you're Latino and you do comedy, you must be friends with another Latino in comedy. Okay. And that, that isn't true. Yeah. You know, you would even say yourself, you're not very popular with the majority of Latinos in comedy (laughs) or the whites. Exactly. (laughs) That's one thing they share. Right. Um, and, uh, I would definitely say that's true of this next guest for me. Uh, and, so I don't want people to think, oh, you only brought him on as a favor. No, I brought this guy on because he is a star. He was in Detective Sully. Okay. He was in uh, uh, The Living Room Next Generation, a improv show where people who are first generation American tell stories about themselves and, and do improv based off of it. I'm not familiar with his other credits. and can, I believe you can catch him bartending at The Beast. Thank you. Thank you. Exactly. Ladies and gentlemen, right back, right back into into your TV sets. Let's welcome Andy Bustillos. Wow. He's giving the finger. Is that even legal? (laughs) Is that even allowed? We're going to have to fix that in post. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Add an extra one. Here's two. All right. Make them easy. (laughs) That's nice. Uh, Alexis, before we start, I just want to say uh, I've gotten lots of texts from your fans asking what you're looking at. (laughs) <laughs> that's what you're doing right now just letting you know this is a real thing i am texting with people and everyone's going what is he looking at Where's so the people want to know what are you looking at oh, we actually have I a just comment want... right now already though well they're asking already, are there any rolling in. tv any... or film credits for andy <laughs> oh, from, a- from angry lou who appears to be patrick kane mm-hmm. <laughs> i want the people at home to know that i before every show, I set up a camera. I don't I don't have a webcam. I set up a camera that I connect into my laptop, okay? And then I don't check to make sure it's in the eye line, okay? Which would have been smart. So right now <laughs> So is the camera down here? <laughs> I'm looking. Now, now I'm watching. Now I see it. I'm looking. I'm way off. You just looked at the camera. You oh, just we got. We have another comment. Is. We have another. There comment we go. The People are wondering what, what am I looking at? Okay, there I'm going to try to look at the camera. 
It's funny. Alexis claims that this is his best angle. This? They're all good, baby. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Andy, um, <laughs> you know, you you are going through something, okay? And not just this podcast, all right? You're going through something a little heavy, uh, I would say. Uh, and uh, would, you, would you like to tell, you know, basically you uh, – and I'll, I'll tell them you were diagnosed with cancer, uh, a few months ago. Um, okay. and yeah, and you, uh, are going through uh, chemotherapy right now. You, in fact, you're, you said you're at the midway point. Is that what's going on? Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry. We have, we have another comment here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There, there's a law that when we get a comment, we have to, we have to pull it up on the screen. <laughs> Unbelievable. That's a fun law. So Andy, tell us what, um, well, tell us what's, what's going on. What, uh, when did you find out, you know, you came over to New York, you were in L.A. Like, tell us a little bit about it and then we'll, we'll jump in with jokes and uh, make it make it uh, make bad. It <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll make yeah. you regret this. Yes. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. Uh, 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 I'll do it quick. Um, I was in L.A. living uh, a very boring life. Uh, yeah. There's nothing to do in L.A. Um, uh, great people, but there's nothing to do. Lockdown and everything. Um, there was one night. I'm doing fine. I'm I'm getting kind of drunk, and I just had eaten a shit ton of queso that I had made. And then all of a you sudden, you made I'm, you made cheese. This is what I made doing. a bunch of. I put a bunch of cheeses together with a lot of like uh, 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 jalapenos and a lot of stuff. So I made like a shit show queso uh, with a lot of different cheeses, and that was my dinner. And I ate that, and then I started to feel very sick. And I assumed it was that I ate a large, like put it in like a soup bowl. So it was like a soup bowl size. I Uh, too would assume that if I mix seven cheeses with jalapeno, it would make me have diarrhea. Unless 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 you accompany it with some uh, some wine, like the French do, because that's how you know fondue. That's what keeps it uh, liquid in you. I think I did uh, a lot of. Rum and cokes or something. something. You're gonna have a bad time. Yeah. So my stomach starts to hurt real bad. So immediately I'm like, let me take a shower. Showers fix everything. <laughs> I take a shower. Midway through the shower, I can barely move. It hurts from like here, from my shoulder Ooh, all the yeah. way down. And it like, the in, my insides feel like it's exploding. Like it burns a lot. And I'm like hunched over. So I called, uh, I was, I call uh, Uber to go to the ER. Cause I was like, I think my appendix burst. Cause like I couldn't touch anything on my, on my side. And oh. I looked at where your appendix is, and I was like, well, then it's my appendix. Um, and I had a, f- a neighbor who had his appendix burst, and he died. And so as soon as I felt my appendix hurt, I was like, it's not going to happen to me. Uh, yeah. So I ran to the ER. It was raining and freezing, um, and they had it set up outside. And I checked in. I was the only – there was like one person in front of me. But by the end, that person had also left. I waited six hours outside without a jacket on in the cold because they wouldn't let us, they wouldn't let me in. And I was the only person waiting because they were so full of uh, coronavirus people um, that they didn't have like a bed or space. So I waited outside six hours. Curtis came and helped. And then they finally let me in. Uh, And then they took x-rays and did a CAT scan. And they were like, then a doctor comes in and goes, your appendix is fine. (laughs) <laughs> like just very calm very chill and oh goes, thank god you're like oh okay i'll see you tomorrow like, oh, great okay good uh, i feel great um and then he goes but we did find a lot of tumors 
Oh, God. And then he goes, what are you thinking right now? Is your mind spinning? <laughs> he says this. He says this. And I go, thinking right now? he says, look me in the eye. Right now. Look me is in your me. mind spinning? Because mine is. And I go, wow. I, I just, I thought it was my appendix. What are you, what are you talking about? Um, and then he goes, well, we found a tumor on your liver. We found a bunch of tumors on your lungs. We found a tum- some tumors on your lymph nodes, like near your stomach and like your back. Um, it made it sound like there's like 40 of them. Uh, now, Andy, in, in improv scenes, usually when somebody delivers news like this, they have a little mm-hmm. thing that they show, they point at with the stick yep. showing the no. body parts. Was that involved at all? or There was none of this. I was still in the ER when the news came. Um, and two people near me had died from coronavirus. <laughs> During my, my short time in the ER, they were like, we lost another one. Uh, <laughs> so I was sitting there like, what is happening? Uh, <laughs> Lou wants to know how is this like it, bro? <laughs> um, uh, and then, and then I mean, that, 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 and then it was a, a series of insane doctors that kept coming in, bunch of doctors telling me different things. Like one came in and was an oncologist, and he he came in and he was like, "We think it's they thought it was originally uh, like a lymphatic cancer or something," and he was like, "You're gonna be fine. Don't worry, we'll take care of it." He trust the fist bump me. Uh, I did not fist bump him. Uh, I was so disturbed. Then a nurse came in and was like, all right, we're going to take you to get surgery because, um, you know, you've got uh, cancer of this. And I'm like, that's a different thing than what the two other people have mentioned to me. Uh, and she was like, oh, didn't they tell you you have this? And I go, no, no one said anything. I'm just getting like random shit. Um, and that was the beginning of that. And then I stayed in that hospital for 11 days while they like did a bunch of tests and they still didn't know what I had or what kind of cancer. And then they wanted to just operate. Uh, and remove one of my testicles because uh, they had figured out that it's most likely testicular cancer. They didn't know for sure. They were like, we'll open you up. If it turns out that it's right, we'll take it out. And if it's not, it's just an exploratory surgery. I don't want my damn nuts being opened just to see what's going on. That's not an, expl- that's not an explorer. No, thank you. Um, <laughs> so I immediately got really, really upset and was like, uh, I'm leaving the hospital. I want to be discharged. I don't want to go back to New York. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's exactly what it fucking felt that's like. That's how it's it like improv. It's the fucking walk-ons that don't end. No um, one could commit to save their damn lives. And that's now, Andy, when you're when you're when people are like checking you out, and you know, they're they're ask, they're often asking you like, how does this feel, or like, does this feel bad, or, or things like that. And did, did it ever like occur to you like? fuck, I need to like immediately like look up cancer on Wikipedia and learn this shit too so I can help these fucking doctors. You know? I, I don't, I don't I, think that's like crazy, you know, because it's basically you're, you're, they don't know either. They don't, yeah. Uh, and they were so overwhelmed with shit. Like I would be in pain and I would call for help to be like, I need morphine because I, I physically am in so much pain. And it would be 45 minutes until they would get to me and, and bring me anything. Uh, so you'd just be like sitting there with another person in the same room, also screaming in pain and they would never come. Uh, and it was like, there's such a nightmare. Um, at one point, another doctor, cause there were so many that kept coming in and telling me what I had came in and was like, um, cause I was, I was still in pain. My liver was hurting a lot. And I was like, what's going on? Like, why is this pain not going away? Can you at least help me figure this out while you figure out what cancer I have? And she was like, I looked at your, uh, your paperwork or whatever, your, uh, what do you call it? Like your scans and everything. Um, I don't remember seeing anything that weird with your liver. So I don't think, and I was like, I don't want you to kind of remember. I want you to show me and tell me what, it, like, give me an answer. Not like a, I think I remember this. And then she got yeah. mad, left the room 
came back with my paperwork and went, here, look, okay, see, there's nothing that abnormal about it. I went, thank you. Uh, it was that kind of like fighting with them for them to just like talk to me. Uh, and then getting discharged was another nightmare because they didn't want to let me go. They were like threatening to not release me with any medication because they were like, uh, they're just going to tell you the same thing. If you go to New York, uh, you should stay here. If you want to leave, the only way we're giving medication is if you can get a doctor in New York to say they'll take you in and then we'll release you with medication. You have one hour. So uh, let, let, let's, let's go into that because you are, you're from Queens, um, yeah. right? Yeah. And your parents now live in uh, Rosedale, like long, yeah. Also in, also in Queens. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Somewhere. Sorry. I always, I always forget Rosedale's Queens, it's, but it's uh, just yeah. South. Of, it's like where, where, where I grew up. Um, but, hmm. uh, now I'm sure your parents, and I think as all parents, they're freaking out in New York and they're basically like, come here, come to a hospital. I, here, I, right? I kept them very, very, um, I told my brother exactly what was happening, but I kept them very in the dark just because my mom would have flown immediately, uh, uh, which makes sense, but also would immediately have gotten sick, would have gotten everyone else sick. And then I would have been stressed having my mom in LA when we don't, we know we're with nowhere to stay and shit. Um, so I made sure my brother kept them like, he's fine. Things are okay. <laughs> you know what he's got uh, yeah. just to keep him relaxed until I can get a hold of it. Um, but they did want me to come back because uh, it would just be easier. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and what was I, that decision like? Because it's a pretty tough decision to basically overrule a doctor and say, no, I'm sorry, I'm going to New York. I'm, yeah, I'm playing, you know? yeah. It was super scary, but I did not trust, like from the moment I got to that ER, it was a Hollywood um Hollywood Presbyterian is the name of the fucking hospital. It's a shit hospital. Yeah, my favorite uh, TV show, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, they did call me and ask me for a survey, and I gave ones <laughs> on every single fucking thing. I was so pissed. This woman called me and goes, would you mind answering a survey about your treatment at the thing? I went, yeah, sure. And I spent God. an hour going one, one, one. Uh, was, was she like, and I just want to remind you, one is bad. Yeah. So <laughs> kept asking and making sure I meant it that way, and I went, yes. Yes, it was terrible, terrible, um, uh, and it kept it kept happening. Even uh, um, so, I ended up leaving because I just had like you know bad, bad feeling that like that was the wrong place to be. Plus, I'd be alone, and uh, like I just knew it would be a, a much rougher thing. I have to handle alone in L.A. Uh, with no money, while still paying rent, uh, with a roommate who has a dog, and and. A girlfriend and people you know that come in and out of the house that are like you know part of his like uh friends that have dogs and stuff and i'd be like that's just too much for me to handle while being alone uh with all that stuff um, so yeah plus i didn't have insurance for that last week of december my insurance kicked in in january and i happened to get cancer the last week of december so i'm still trying to figure out all of that shit because they're also calling me like crazy um but uh but then as soon as I came to New York, uh, an old uh, buddy, um, Jesse Galley, who I was on a, a Lloyd team with. All right. You see, no, it's remember, these are the comedy contacts that come back to pay off, folks. <laughs> they come back to save your life. Alexis right. is still That's waiting on him. Yeah. <laughs> Alexis is waiting on that phone call from someone on Mr. Crime. Was that yeah. the name of the? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Trust me, if I ever have to go to a hospital, I'll just tell people I had never done comedy before. Riley, Please don't ask Riley anybody. <laughs> So uh, he, he had a hookup at this hospital? What, how'd that work? He, he worked in research at, um, at Memorial Sloan Kettering. Um, and he happened to call me 
uh, and it turned out that the kind of cancer that I have was exactly what he like researches and what his like department and one of his like close friends works with. Um, Oh my god! We got. Do you gotta get your little the little tape X? You know how they do that when you when you're auditioning. I'm looking at you. The marker. Looking at you. I can't look at the camera at the same time. I'm trying to get feedback from your you know body language. Oh Oh my gosh! (laughs) Would it help if I move? Are bright. This help if I do this? Are you? (laughs) Does that help if I do this? Because then we're both on camera, and you can look up. There you go. Oh my god, <laughs> this is a disaster. I'll tell you. Um, so you, so how does that work? Like, uh, you, yeah, a reference, and they're like, "Hey, would you like to look at my friend Andy? He's got this weird. Is it like House, where you're just like this is rare? You might want to do this." I mean, it, it pretty much was. It was like uh, I had. Tes- it's called testicular. Uh, sorry, uh, uh, germ. It's with germ cell tumor. Is like this the type of thing um and i was uh at, at that point that's what he works with um and so that was his like specialty and so they, he had to know that that's exactly what i had right but the hospital in la did not want to release my records and I, so i couldn't prove it to him uh so that was another thing because that la hospital was a piece of shit uh, who also didn't want to send over any of the slides that they got uh, oh, the Russian bots have uh, found the uh, broadcast. <laughs> this uh, this is just no, but this is all psychotic. It's crazy that you know your medical records are, you know, obviously you want to keep this stuff private, so it's good that it's you know hidden away. But the fact that somebody can just be like, I'm not sending it to another doctor. Nice try. There's no central medical uh, server or anything like that. Like, you're going to have to go do it over over there. But They wanted to mail it. They only wanted to mail it. And I was like, I can't wait. What if it gets locked? I can't wait two weeks. Also, some of those things are like slides of like my, my like from like uh, biopsies that they did of my tumors. I was like, I need those now. Um, uh, it was a nightmare to get all that stuff from them. But uh, everything worked out. Jesse hooked me up uh, and got me into the hospital. Um, and it was super quick. He saved my damn ass life because um, I was still in pain during all that time. So I was still like taking a bunch of pills and stuff just to m- maintain like a normal pain level. Well, we actually have uh, one of our view- uh, viewers sent in a Yelp review for Hollywood Hospital. It's a real uh, Yelp review. And it says, um, worst, worst hospital for COVID-19 hos- uh, treatment. My 75-year-old father tested positive for the virus and was admitted to the COVID floor for two days, and they discharged him without my knowledge or consent. Well, that's pretty tough to do to a 75-year-old man. Uh, he managed to walk over a mile to my sister's house in Silver Lake. He had no phone to call anyone. He was weak and disoriented, but managed to make it to her place. Wow, Silver well, Lake. she. Yeah. <laughs> real hipster there you real go no phone either i don't a lot oh of gosh. holes a lot of holes in that review yeah the uh, brooklyn of uh los angeles over here gosh um so now i think that this is like one of the probably weirdest parts when you finally had to tell your parents that must have been fucking rough like right yeah like the actual um because when I called them from L.A., that I, I made a very, like, they found some stuff. They're not sure what it is. They even told me that one of mine was benign. 
One of your so, testicles or one of your tumors? Uh, um, one of my tumors. Okay. Because um, they did a biopsy. One of your testicles was it benign? <laughs> I, don't know. I mean, yeah, are you there's joking? Not, there's a lot well, my of testicles not dangerous. There are other ones. <laughs> there's a lot of terminology um, being thrown around. I just want to double check. Not everybody <laughs> watching is a doctor. <laughs> right. I think a lot of people watching are human. <laughs> I said I said the right terminology, right? That's yeah, that's yeah, the, yeah, 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 you, yeah, you, you did. It's here. Alex who <laughs> fucked up. Explain for the folks at home, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I hope there's a lot of folks at home watching, gathered around for their kids. Um, there's too, uh, you know what? There's too many. There's too many watching at home. Too many folks. Let's cut some down. Yeah. Uh, let's do some. Um, uh, what was it? Oh yeah. Uh, so I didn't really tell him. Malignant. So yeah, you uh, yeah, telling your parents. Did they come to the uh, hospital? Was it over the phone or like Skype? Like how did that work? Uh, I just told them over the phone when I was in LA. Just kind of a vague thing about what's happening. But once I got to New York and I met with the doctor, he gave me the official like, like we talked for like two hours. Where he was like, "This is what you have. This is everything. This is your percentage, like rate of survival. Your uh, rate of, because like prior to that, all the, the hospitals in LA were like, it's testicular cancer. Probably if it is that, then it's like a ninety percent survival or something. Um, and then when I got to New York, uh, and they actually properly did everything, they figured out that I was um, um, stage three C, which means it had spread everywhere." Um, and so my percentage was like 67% survival and 55 cure. Uh, and um, that's why we talked for like two hours, just about like everything and what I'm going to go through and all that stuff. Um, and what the plan was, which was uh, 12 weeks of chemo um, and then followed by surgery. Uh, hopefully, if it all works out, it's just one surgery and not like a bunch to remove other tumors and stuff. Um, but after that, I had a car ride home with my mom, my dad, and my brother. Mm -hmm. And that was the only time we, like, talked about it, where I, like, explained everything that they said, except the percentages. I didn't mention any percentages because I didn't want to, like, put that mm -hmm. in. Right. Um, but we talked about that. And then that's, like, the last time we talked about that because it's exhausting to, like, every time I go down the stairs, are you okay? Mm -hmm. <laughs> are you okay? I go, I'm fine. I'm fine. Are you okay? Uh, it's very sweet, but it it's it just exhausting to not be able to move without like. Are you okay? What do you want? I heard a sound. Did you fall? I I get that from my cat, you know. So I totally understand. Um, <laughs> gosh. So now you are. Um, so you, you know it it's going okay, right? You basically like you, we talked yesterday. You said things are looking pretty good, you know. Yeah, halfway done. So I got six more weeks, um, mm -hmm. or a little less than six weeks now. Um, all the tumor markers have gone down a lot, which is good. Um, he said he can't feel the liver tumor anymore when he touches because he, apparently he used to be able to touch it and feel Damn, it. Damn, that's I fucking wild. That must yeah. have been fucking huge. I had no idea. I just thought I was. I had an ab. Uh, turns out it was <laughs> just one. Just one little fucking baby ab. Um, uh, so things seem like they're going well, but I also have like. 10 million side effects from the chemo. So it's hard to tell. Like it's still, my liver still hurts all the time. Uh, my hands, I can't open things anymore because they're so swollen from the chemo. So like my brother has to open up cans for me and open up, uh, like it's hard for me to like button up stuff because it just hurts a lot. Um, the nausea is like fucking stupid. I'm, you know, 
lost my beautiful hair uh, all over my body. Um, <laughs> uh, ladies. If <laughs> anyone wants to see my smooth butthole, uh, it's ready to go. Um, uh, and I'm taking like 20 different pills for like all kinds of stuff now. So it's uh, not one thing. It's like another thing that's destroying me. Um, so it's it's good. Things are going well, but it's be it, it's like it's like having an awful hangover every day oh you, you, but you never partied you never got to party you just wake up and you have a hangover and then the next day mm. you have a hangover again, and it never goes away in a sense yeah. i go through the same thing when i have a hangover because at a party i usually just sit by myself so in a sense <laughs> i alexis, too don't party alexis never has a good time so yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm glad you're, you know, doing all right. You know, that's I. It's funny when I when I heard the news, uh, I was like, of course, in the heart of the pandemic, everybody's going to the hospital to uh, get uh, coronavirus uh, relief. To of course, <laughs> and then of course, Andy, <laughs> Andy goes, "Hey, I have cancer. <laughs> I uh, need help with that." If you don't mind. Um, so you got time. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, uh, you know, to all our viewers, you know, thanks for tuning in. Uh, now we're going to go into the rest of the show. So you guys can stop watching right, right now. Somebody wants to see your entire head. If they, if you don't mind. That's it. Wow. You look good. That's good. That's a good yeah. shape. That's great. Yeah. If I had a head like that, I'd go bald. Yeah. <laughs> It was terrifying to have it be shaved because uh, I was like, what if there's some crazy? What if like I have a birthmark that's like a <laughs> some racist, you know, what am I going to do? I can't do anything. Uh, sir, that is the Iron Eagle from Hitler. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What if that was like, my fucking birthmark on the back of my head? I'd be fucked. Luckily, they yeah. Uh, so Andy, this this uh, podcast we're, we're going to move on. Uh, you can bring up some more cancer stuff and whatever you want, but uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll drop it every once in a while yeah, to remind yeah. the audience. Keep yeah. us on our toes, please. Every once in a while, please I'll cough. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, you know uh, this show. It's a talk show. It's a talk show on the internet. But they, I've been told, if if this show ever takes off, they will put the show. They will they will film a pilot, and they've asked me to put in talk show elements into the show. Andy, what is your favorite talk show element, would you say? Talk show element? Um, I like the, I like when people come out. and It's always fun. Everyone's got a way of coming out to sit okay, down. Okay, so you know? let's pretend you said monologues, all right? Okay. Um, <laughs> so we are going to do... What's that? No, that's fine. We're live, so we can't even do it again. Well, you know, I was hoping you'd watch the show, but you don't. Uh, so... Um, <laughs> We they didn't allow it in the hospital, I try. <laughs> That's right. The doctor says better. I'm going to go ahead and do my monologue, if you guys don't mind. There we go. All right. my, my oh, That's fine. And I think uh, one of our audience members is ready, too. They say, I'm here for cancer content. So, <laughs> yeah, your monologue is. <laughs> Already lost them. All right, here we go. Today's monologue. <clears throat> the other day, I told my friend I was thinking of rejoining our gym. Now that a third vaccine has been approved, my girlfriend may be around hot men and women again, and I need to protect my territory. <laughs> However, she informed me that to go to the gym, you must sign up beforehand. Only 18 people at a time, she said, and sometimes spots don't open up for three days. This won't work for me. 
I will only go to the gym for two reasons, when I'm furious and when I'm horny. If I could schedule both emotions three days beforehand, I'd be a millionaire. <laughs> now, you might be asking, Alexis, why furious and horny? What about the other emotions, like sad and kind of horny? That's because I'm a big believer in energy. When you have energy, it should go somewhere. Like, when I'm happy, I love writing a scene where my enemies are thrown in jail. But I can't work out when I'm happy. There's nothing worse for lifting weights than believing everything is okay. Now I open it up to the panel. Jesus. Jesus. That was a, that was a monologue? Oh, my God. <laughs> Right. This is a drama show, Andy, by the way. <laughs> Do you miss the gym? Andy, we'll start with you. Uh, I've only been to the gym three times in my life. And it was um, all three times were to play like a music show. And I wanted to work out and just enough to get through a half hour music show without bombing. And I trained for that and then I, and then I would stop. That's all I did. <laughs> we got a comment here. I think I have an answer now after that monologue. This is psychotic. Here's another oh one. God. What is that? What is an infomercial for? <laughs> this is a comedic uh, podcast. This is a uh, infomercial for male impotence. <laughs> <laughs> it's for it. Pro male impotence. Yeah, <laughs> we're here to support soft dudes. <laughs> uh, Andy, I love that you. You go to the gym. <laughs> What's funny? <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to turn off comments for the monologue from now on. Um, I love that you go to the gym like just for that one time before the show. Like yeah. you, you usually have to build up, uh, but you just go one time basically for each show. Basically, I just went like real hard and I was like, all right, I got to get through 30 minutes. So I try to run as hard as I can for 30 minutes. It's really rough. And I just keep doing it every day until I'm like, all right, I can do it without feeling I'm going to puke. And then I completely stop going to the gym, do the show, never return again until I have to do it again. I just want to, I want to, I want to put everything together. It's cramming. You're cramming for a test. Apparently. What kind of gym is this where you can just go once? This was a crunch that was like 10 bucks a month. So I signed, like, whenever I had to, like, do it, I would just sign up, do it, and then stop. Ooh. Just those 10 bucks. I'd be like, I don't want to do it anymore. I'd like 10 bucks. Oh, yeah, not bad. Crunch. Yeah. Um, yeah. Alex, what, uh, what, do you ever go to the gym? Are you a gym guy? I have not been to a gym, I think, in over two years at this point. I used to have one uh, that I went to on a consistent basis, and I kind of like crappy gyms. Like I like gyms that are are bad, but that nobody uses because I prefer to have no one else around and I can make do with like, you know, crappy equipment, whatever it is. Like I'll make it work. Like when I go to a, a well, uh, well kept and maintained gym, I'm always waiting for stuff, you know, waiting for machines or like to use the weights or whatever. And I, I don't like that. I my time is too valuable. So, uh, so yeah, so I have not been, you go to uh, shoddy gyms. You love exactly. Yeah. The, like the last two gyms I went to have closed down, um, <laughs> for financial reasons. And the other one was actually above a body shop. And so eventually the, sh uh, the health department shut them down because the fumes from the above body shop, body shop. <laughs> the fumes of the body shop are going to the gym and they said, you can't legally operate Dang. here anymore. So how long did you go to that gym for? You probably got something <laughs> in the brain. I was going to say, I'm going to end up next to you on that. I'm going to be at the chemo gym next. Yeah. Um, you know me. Let's go to the chemo gym. Let's do it. Let's do I it. I fucking love the body shop under it. This is going to take 
go about an hour to get your muffler. If you want to go up there and work on your abs, go right ahead. Uh, it was so bad. Uh, but it was cheap, too. It was, like, dirt cheap. It was, like, a year for, like, $99. So... so. <laughs> So I go and yeah, it was weird. I, I could run less after I finished than when I started. <laughs> I <figured it> out. <laughs> Get real good workouts. Uh, yeah. <laughs> when I was um, my first job, I was a tutor for like uh, this kind of essay that students needed to pass to get into English 101. And uh, they typically had they, they would be given a question. And the most common question would be like, how should how would you improve the school gym? You know, and uh, you'd have these students who they would kind of like not know they, they you know what to say, basically, like because they maybe not go to the gym or their English wasn't great or whatever. So they would like make up stuff about the gym uh, in their essays and like basically, you know, you just. The way the test is, like, they just give you a piece of paper, you get, you get an hour to fill it out, and then you get graded. And so, like, we would read the we would read the essays, and it would be like, how would you improve the gym? And it would be like, I'm tired of all the blood in my gym. There's blood. <laughs> There's blood everywhere. <laughs> or or another one would be like, uh, and, and this is real, like, it would be like, uh, what would you improve about the gym? Like, well, uh, I sadly can't go to the gym anymore because my friend Ted was killed on the treadmill. And it makes me sad. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's what I think about when I think of bad gyms. Did, did these kids pass or did you fail them all and, and tell them? Like, uh, no, I wasn't. Well, so I, I wasn't like the official grader that that was like in the city. I would basically they would pass me their essays like this is for like the class. And then I would tell oh, them like, yeah, like when people say how to improve the gym, they, they mean like better lights you know, more weights. Um, and, uh, you know, don't say that like there's blood everywhere or, you know, it's like somebody's like, Oh, there is a robbery at the gym every week. I'm sick of it. <laughs> Somebody needs to help um, these kids. This <laughs> sounds like a crap for help. It's yeah. Hey, it, I, and now, now honestly saying this, I'll, I kind of feel bad because I'm like, what if that actually was a gym that they're going did, to? And I'm just like, come on. Did they draw? Did they draw sketches of who was in, who was doing it? Did you even look at that on the back of the essay? Maybe they drew a sketch of who was doing all this crime. Please right. help. Please help. Yeah. You were those kids, uh, uh, Edward James, almost Alexis. Mm-hmm. Well, there it is. <laughs> and and Lou was at it. Crunch the gave free bagels. <laughs> 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 oh, I love that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, Andy, this this is a news show, um, okay, and I know that you is. listen to you listen to this. Okay, thanks for asking right away. Um, <laughs> this is a show. We go over the news. We go over the top three news stories of the okay, week. Interesting. Um, and um, we we are gonna. Are, are you a news guy? Would you say? Do you keep up with the news? I know you have cancer, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, not really, honestly. I did it for a long time. Uh, and then I did for a, a while, because uh, um, I started working on um, uh, Functionally Dead, the this zine with like a bunch the of The leftist museum. Yeah. And it was great. Uh, and I, <clears throat> I haven't left or anything yet. I just kind of took a break. But um it became mentally too difficult to every day read everything and try to like find something funny uh, out of everything. Uh, so it kind of 
fuck my brain up. Um, so now I don't really pay attention as much because I, I got enough. I got enough going on. I, I, you know I, mean? I, got, I got to drink fucking two and a half liters of water. Right? That's that's enough for me. I'm tired. So no, I don't pay attention to the news. Well, you're in for a treat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I have to leave because my sound died. So I'll be right I can back. Hear you. Alex, your sound we can died? Hear you. We can hear you. You can, can hear you. We can hear you just fine, Alexis. What are you doing? <laughs> Is it because we made fun of your eye line? Are you gonna leave? We made fun of his eye line. Yeah, oh, is it man. that? Very sensitive. He wants to make fun of something else, your hairline? <laughs> That's like you hear us now, Alexis. Jawline? Can you hear us making fun of your jawline? Oh, he's putting he's just trying out new uh He's trying out a Bluetooth from a, a cab from nineteen eighty five. Oh man. One of the first Bluetooths for Alexis, cab drivers. are you closing on some uh prime uh Florida real estate or what? <laughs> As I was listening to you, the the sound moved from my from my uh wireless headphones late earlier to my wire my wired headphones, so I put those on, and then it cut out from my wired headphones back to my wireless headphones. <laughs> well, I can tell you, we heard you the entire time. You didn't cut yeah, out. Yeah, so we never had wired. a, a problem. <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect. I have many That's headphones. How many headphones? Oh my gosh, uh, that was crazy. Um, all right, so uh, let's let's go into the news. Um, our top story, uh, Alex, uh, Andrew Cuomo, our buddy, our governor has been accused of uh, sexual harassment here. Um, what's going on here? And there's going to be an independent, uh, you know, investigation? Right. Yeah, there, there are. I mean, like, this is sort of the latest scandal to come out of uh, Albany. Uh, but now there is a, a second uh, staffer who's come forward with allegations of misconduct. And so, yeah, so now that, you know, the pressure's uh, getting on old Cuomo daddy there. I don't know what he's going to do. You know, I, one of the things this is hard uh, for you, Alexis, because you, of your your impressions videos, which are sweeping the internet. People love my impressions. I get ten to fifteen likes every video that I work ten hours on. And um, <laughs> you know, one of the things about Andrew is he is a weirdo, right? Like he is so weird. Uh, whenever I see Cuomo, like, right? Sorry, I cut out. Oh no. Uh, now we lost it. Do we lose? Do we, did you lose? No, he's just like yeah, yeah, I can yeah, hear. I can hear. Yeah. He's just fine. Yeah. He and it's just like when I think about all this stuff that you know he's been accused of. It's he's like oh yeah, I can I can definitely understand that. And even if he was whatever, I don't know, you know, for the idea of like uh, uh, that it might have been a, a bad joke or something like that with this latest one where he said that he was asking her if she had sex with elder men or whatever. But man, oh, he just. Yeah. Like yeah. Alexis calls that an entrance interview. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you ask it before they hire them. You hire them, okay? <laughs> once they're hired, you can't ask. That's right. um, There's a lot of similarities between this and Sully. I'm finding uh, your yeah, Sully I, show. Yeah, that's. Did you get any you input know? from Cuomo when you were writing uh, Detective Sully? Hey, you know what? I know older men. Okay, and uh, I know what they're like. All right, so we actually have a request here from uh, from a commenter. Oh, the one to ask Andy what what does Andrew Cuomo look like? What would you say? Andrew Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo. Cuomo. Yes, Andrew Cuomo. <laughs> Andrew Cuomo. That's my tío, Andrew Cuomo. Um, uh, Andrew, Co uh, Andrew. 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 He looks. He looks like a. Um, uh, he looks like a. He looks like if Sylvester Stallone didn't get famous, but he sold hot dogs. 
<laughs> That's what Andrew Cuomo looks like. It's pretty good. This uh, man just came out of chemotherapy. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, uh, I mean, he looks like a shitty scumbag, right? Like, yeah. like if you light him a certain way, he would be like an evil character in anything. Mm-hmm. He looks like he'll he'll he looks like a shit a shit bag. Yeah, I, I've said it before. Like, I think uh, Cuomo is just a uh, is just Christie. With a lower BMI, mm-hmm. like that's the that's the only difference. Yeah. No, I mean, I, and I, you know, that's not a, a fat phobic thing or anything. It's just uh, he carries it better, and <laughs> you know, both his politics and his weight. But, but personality-wise, they're yeah, they're, they're the same exactly garbage same. people. Just, they're just trash just, people that are like got a little bit of power, and then they love exactly, like because yeah. in that same article, I think it says like he he's bullying a bunch of people and stuff. It's like of course, yeah, of course. Right. Of course he's making calls and saying shit like that. Right. And that's been a thing since, like, I worked at the New York Attorney General's office, I interned, back in uh, 2008. And I remember at that time, this was right before Spitzer stepped down and uh, Cuomo was the AG. And he was, from what I could tell, just from talking to the attorneys there, he was making everyone's life a living hell. He was just, like, trying like to fuck, like, there were so many departures at that point in time, just people who'd been there Mm -hmm. for years and Cuomo's just coming in and being like, you're not my friend. Get the fuck out. Like, you know, I don't you know, give a shit about any of your stuff. And so these people all fled to the state agencies because, you know, that's where Spitzer still had pull. And then right after Cuomo came in and fired them again. And so he's just like Jesus. obsessed, like just like yeah. hunts out perceived enemies. It's wild. Now I want him to feel uh, extra bad. That's so great. <laughs> there is also a rumor. Um, this is true that he in the 70s. Um, when his dad was running, uh, he came up with the line, uh, don't vote for the homo, vote for Cuomo. Uh, Is that true? Yeah. So. Whoa. Not, uh, I mean, just just in general, like even when he's doing things that, you know, we would favor or whatever, like he's fighting COVID, he was such an asshole about it. Right. You know? um, and uh, yeah, it's just. But, but I think he also managed to like appeal to, those old New York people, because there was one point where he was like, because every day he talks in front of water bottles or whatever the fuck he does. Um, <laughs> and at one point, at one point he did that, and I watched it, and I was like, this. I watched it, and I went, oh my god, I'm moved. Uh, and then that, then I immediately like felt something, and and then it, <clears throat> and then re- remembered that he's a garbage. But I think he's really good at that, and so he manages to get like all the. Uh, uh, like the Benny DeSaros of the world, uh, uh, the the you know the the old guys who work at the uh, uh, baseball fields to go ah this guy he's New York this guy's yeah. New York look at well, him. he's uh, yeah. he was, wasn't he caucusing with the Republicans for a couple of years before the the Democrats took the majority yes because he he well, formed a, a small group of independent Democrats that caucused with the Republicans and but well, he didn't really caucus with them as much as he just kind of like picked and choose which laws. You know, went through and yeah, uh, yeah. It's just a power hungry freak from Queens, uh, like you. <laughs> yeah, right. Like right. Give, me, <laughs> give me, give me, give me, give me, give me power. There we go, McDonald's. I'm gonna get a water right now because I can do whatever the fuck I want. That's, That's amazing. Right. Um, so, what is gonna happen here? Letitia James, is it? Uh, mm-hmm. She's gonna investigate him, um, but there's really no much, not much independence go, uh, out there, really. Right, right. I mean, like the the thing is, there are these calls to impeach him, but I don't know. I I just don't think. I, the thing is, I think he's actually still pretty popular. 
is part of the problem too. Like yeah. he's he's managed to like hold on to his support for years. And yeah. so I don't, I, you know, like Trump, I think he sort of has that kind of like same sort of like base uh, support that's going to make it very, very difficult absent like, you know, some some more like wild scandal coming out to get anyone to think about seriously, you know, dumping him. When's he, when's he up anyway, his, uh, his term? Um, it might be 2022, right? 2022. Yeah. Cause they're, well, they're, they're six, is a six year or four year in uh, New York? Wow. This is the least informed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you Master. fuckers were born in this state. All right. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't mean I read the state books. I go around reading the state books. Yeah, I, I go around reading the state books. No, because uh, we, we could have had Cynthia Nixon back in 2018. Right. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, so it's probably 2024. Yeah. Is when we speak to Yeah. No, yeah. Please Google it. Uh, so, well, well, here's the thing about the New York politics is that people are kind of center right ish in New York. You know, they're not they're like, but but the, but except they know that rich people are very rich and they know that there are a lot of poor people. So that kind of swings us back towards the center left. But like most people are in New York Andy, like, you know, like growing up, like most people weren't like leftists. <laughs> they were like pretty no. like conservative except, except I, think, for the- I think i think a lot of hispanic people specifically because there's like a very much like anything could fuck us up, fuck our lives up so just head down um yeah that's good you don't let those people me neither all right don't hit me head down's like, a yeah. for italian that's right <laughs> <laughs> i mean literally they ain't, ain't nobody yeah they my parents ain't nobody gonna start any shit it's like you don't need to draw more attention to yourself you just keep quiet and do what you gotta do exactly uh, so yeah yeah all right. So in other news uh, here, as I reach up here, uh, the third vaccine has been approved in New York City and uh, it's the uh, the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. Um, and it looks like um, it's pretty effective. It, it prevents death 100 percent, which, you know, I've always been looking for a shot that did that. So it's going to be a bestseller. <laughs> yeah. um, but. Yeah, it looks like, uh, according to the numbers, we might be clear in May, June. Alex, would you say? Do you, what do you, what do the yeah. numbers look? Like? I don't know. I just it feels like the the numbers get revised upward each uh, each month. I remember uh, back. Oh, my Tinder profile did the same thing. So. <laughs> each time it gets keeping gets uh, pushed back more and more because I think I remember in uh, November and December when the first round of vaccines were approved, they were thinking like, oh, I think by by February before spring, uh, like there'll be pretty widespread vaccination. And then coming into the new year, it was like, oh yeah, March, April. And then now uh, I'm hearing, oh yeah, June, July, probably by August. And so it's just like, okay, <laughs> maybe it's not so good. And it seems like it's just sort of, you know, it's because of uh, logistical reasons. You have to so- source all these, uh, these materials for all these vaccines, like parts, and then also just the actual um ingredients in the vaccine and so yeah there's just there's just a ton of demand uh mm. and like not they, they lack the ability to uh produce as many as we need unfortunately andy do you have one did you take one uh so i am just now allowed to but the issue is um because the chemo uh tanks my white blood cells um mm. i have like a th- i have to in order to get it, there's like a three or four day window where I have to go get my blood taken, then find out if my blood cell count is at a normal level, and then yeah. I can get it. Because for that's those the only who, way. 
For those of you at home, Andy's white blood cells are like a white neighborhood where Latino people have moved in. And uh, now they've decided to move out to Long Island. OK, um, so uh, there's they're gone. There are no white blood cells. So mm-hmm. yeah. well, that was a wonderful uh, metaphor. <laughs> Being woke. Very, very the opposite of clumsy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got his ass. Uh, thank you. Wow, the podcast that I uh, get get insulted. Uh, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I I am hopeful. I am hopeful. And just like I said, Biden's going to win. Famously, I bet fifteen dollars, and you I wrote won it. Yep. Um, just like I bet that. I think that uh, we are going to be have widespread uh, uh, vaccines around May. Maybe I'm wrong. But I'm, I'm, that's how I'm feeling. What is the vaccine? <laughs> well, we're going back to it. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, I'll get back to you, sir. Um, yeah. So that's all. Uh, okay. I mean, that's kind of scary, Andy, that you don't have it. You know, but, you know. I mean, I would love to get it right now. Just uh, if it, like, I can't get a fever or any sort of anything because it'll, right. it could kill me. So, uh, you, yeah. Yeah. So that's the only reason I can't get it. So it's almost, yeah, I'll, I only have six more weeks left of chemo before I'll hopefully be done with this. So the hope is I'd rather just wait till the end and then get it. Because my mom and dad, my mom's got both of hers already. My dad and grandma are getting theirs this week. Um, and then the only other person living here or that comes here is my aunt and my brother who lives here too. So there's a lot of people, but um, everyone pretty much stays inside for the most part. Uh, yeah. Right, should be okay to survive six more weeks and then get it. Hopefully. I guess we'll find out. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, it's, we're going to bring Andy on uh, in six weeks, and we're going to uh, Andy or his next of kin. Yes. Yeah, or yeah, my brother looks exactly like me. It'll work. Oh, don't worry about it. Wow. Hey, ladies, if you hear it, if you, listen, <laughs> if you want uh, uh, someone without cancer, <laughs> they, you know, trust me, they don't. Um, <laughs> Finally, you know, this, this, this news is kind of interesting. Uh, you'll remember <laughs> uh, for brother news, please. Um, uh, a few weeks ago, um, I, I believe the Golden Globes are tonight. Even I look back as if the TV there, is on. They are. They are yeah, right now. Um, and uh, I May Destroy You um, didn't get nominated, right, for best show or best comedy, right? Um, and, you know, I don't like anything. Admit, I'll admittedly, I, I don't like anything. I, I really liked uh, I May Destroy It. I thought it was really good. And uh, um, I thought it was, even like, I it was like, I feel like every, I wish every teenager watched this show. You know, it's uh, it's interesting and um, good and, you know, at times very funny. And, and, and uh, it didn't get nominated or whatever. And people were like, you know, that's that sucks. And then they came out, you know, a couple of days ago that, I believe there's 87 members of the Hollywood mm-hmm. foreign press, right? And not one is black. Uh, <laughs> fucking insane. They, and they actually haven't had a black member in over 20 years. <laughs> that's <laughs> so fucking insane. <laughs> Which is crazy. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that, that, you know that's one of those, sort of those things where at no um, point is there is no point is there some like does no one ever look. Is there, is there no point where everyone looks down at their own arms and goes, <laughs> this is, no, should that, should, security, when security checks all those people in, the 87 people, do the security go, why, 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 you know what I mean? Like, so, someone didn't spot that? 
That's insane. No, but this is – again, this is the weirdest thing about Hollywood is they – you know, there's a lot of talk about diversity. There's a lot of talk about you know, uh, um, you know, the Me Too movement, Time's Up, and those are all good things. And then they'll just turn around and just be like, oh, by the way, um, you know, we don't, we don't uh, uh, have any uh, black uh, people on this voting committee. And uh, <laughs> we don't see a problem with that. So, you know, and somebody asked, are the Latinos on the Hollywood Foreign Press uh, white or brown? And I think we know the answer to that one <laughs> uh, right away. Uh, by the way, all Latino podcasts, three Latinos right here. There we go. Oh. I wouldn't vote for Emily in Paris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now say it in Spanish. Uh, yeah. uh, let's cut speak to. Uh, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> gaff, gaff on my part. <laughs> Alex, your your parents? Oh, they didn't. Your, yeah, your yeah. Mom, well, we, right? my mom. Yeah, my mom spoke Spanish. She actually lived in South America for several years growing up as part of a military occupation. But my mm-hmm. um, my dad actually like, and I've mentioned this before. So he and his siblings all grew up speaking Spanish, and uh, they had a pretty rough time um, in the course of doing this podcast. I actually discovered that my dad was like pretty. He had some pretty rough experiences uh, being educated. Uh, because, you know, he spoke only Spanish and the teachers did not speak Spanish and bilingual education was not a thing in California in the 40s and 50s. And so I think the trauma of that, all of his brothers and, and sisters, like their kids, like none of them speak Spanish. Uh, like they really, really wanted their kids to assimilate because they did not want right. them to have the same experience uh, growing up. Wow. Oh, it would have come in handy, I think. <laughs> yeah, great. I mean, I go to restaurants, right? You know, you want to... Whenever... Perpetuating uh, the, the stereotype that work at restaurants. Well, actually, but, you know, when they... um When I go to a restaurant, I, I don't know, Alex, do, do, do like, like, if there's, like, a Spanish-speaking uh, person who go to, like, a Colombian restaurant, they immediately just speak to me in Spanish. They don't even try English with me. Do they? Do people oh, try they do? to speak? Yeah. I think... I think once once upon a time they have. I can't remember the last time I was like in in a restaurant. Oh. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, Lou sums it up there. <laughs> there you go. That would have been a great college essay. I wish I had that. <laughs> I'd have gotten to a better law school. Yeah, that's true. Oh boy. Um, and your Spanish is pretty good. Uh, so I, I feel like you probably speak a lot of Spanish regularly with your parents yeah we grew up uh yeah both my parents um when they came here to the u.s they got jobs in a place where they spoke spanish uh my dad worked at a uh a place that distributed pornography in spanish <laughs> alexis's house uh, <laughs> <laughs> um John was uh, they were under <laughs> uh and then my mom worked in like a sweatshop tie factory in um uh, making ties in uh, in Astoria, uh, that was also all like Hispanic yeah. people. So they just came here and kept speaking Spanish. So I spoke Spanish growing up, and I learned English through school. Oh, or like at the same time ish. Yeah, no one in my house really spoke English too much. So yeah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> nobody cares about me, but I. <laughs> Do you want us to ask you? you want us yeah. to ask I'd, love, I'd love to be asked. Okay, Alexis, if you can just look me in the eye for a second. <laughs> I have a question for you. 
<laughs> Thank you. So, uh, when you were growing up, did you speak Spanish, English, Russian? Um, uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I spoke really good Spanish when I was a kid, and um, I don't know. We like when my grandma was alive, she only spoke Spanish, and she lived with us, um, and uh, we uh, spoke Spanish to her. And my Spanish was pretty good, and uh, yeah, kind of like when I moved out of my parents' house, and you know just stop like living with like Latino people. I just sure. kind of, I still like can read it and write it. You know, it's just like speaking it every now and then I just get all tripped up. Uh, yeah. It takes me like a, a second. Every time we've ever done like a Spanish show, it I need like five minutes of a conversation with someone all in Spanish to like kind of kick it back into gear. Cause yeah, it is like, if you don't talk all the time in Spanish, it becomes, it kind of gets rusty. Also, the other thing about doing Spanish in an improv show is like you lose the audience sometimes and you're like, fuck, I'm going to get them back. I'm going to speak this way. <laughs> the audience uh, love English. They love, yeah. They, love <laughs> they eat it up. They eat it up. You'd say anything in English, they eat it up. Say something in Spanish, they don't want it. <laughs> they send it back. They go, no. They're afraid to laugh if you speak That's Spanish. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, so that's the end of our show. Uh, thank you so much uh, for coming on, Andy. Um, Thanks for having still, me, guys. You're still, I saw you in an improv show last night, so you're still doing uh, right, Zoom right. improv. Right? Still doing Zoom improv, <laughs> holding strong. That's what's getting me through this every day. I wake up, I go, today, I hope I beat cancer so I can do Zoom improv. <laughs> that's what I think every fucking day of my life. I'm so happy this is happening. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, you're on – do you want to promote your Twitter or Instagram or anything like that? Or <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Uh, Instagram Andy underscore no, no just Andy Busias A N D Y B U S T I L L O S. Um, Twitter Andy underscore Busias. I got a lot of music up on my Instagram, so that's fun. If you want to check that out, I'm on Spotify. If you just search my last name Busias, Busias, a bunch of music. Um, and that's oh yeah, you can watch me on Raven's Home on Disney Plus. That's that's the last thing that came out that I've done. I'm in two episodes of that. If you're bored and you want to see me with hair. <laughs> um, <laughs> what else? I got some more songs coming up, some covers that I did with some people. So I'll be releasing those at some point soon. I will have hair in them. I recorded them prior to this. Mm. Um, so just look out for that. And uh, that's it. If I, uh, That's about it. You know, it's funny. I, I expect you not to have many credits since you have cancer. But you have a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> so... That's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to stay busy so I don't lose my mind. And as we close every show, we close with a final thought from our uh, CPAC attendee, <laughs> Alex Estrada. Alex, what is your final thought? Oh my God, Alexis always likes to slander me coming into these. Well, no, you know, it's actually it's actually funny. I was thinking about our, our friend Andy Bustillos here and the tremendous outpouring from the community. Uh, if you folks haven't checked out, Andy still has a uh, GoFundMe that's up. Uh, I recommend donating to it. It's actually raised over $100,000, which I think is a testament to uh, how great this guy is and how much he means to us. And um, it's funny, Alexis, uh, it actually made me think of a, of you. And I think the only way that uh, you would ever raise six figures from the comedy community uh, would be to remove your testicles. So. <laughs> <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> so I guess we have, to, we have that to look forward to. Light love, Andy. Okay, well. <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs>